The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dale, you brought the truck. This thing's beautiful, man. Oh, yeah, man. This is my 1948. I love driving it. It drives good. It's got a nice cl uh, clip up, up underneath there and a really good engine, a little sleeper under here. Wow. Did you make it look like this? The patina is all natural? This is all kind of how it came when I got it. And I've been kind of, you know, keeping the rust down and trying to take care of it. And It's gorgeous. It's What funny. did you drive? This is my 2018 Tundra right here, parked next to it. I mean, it's still, you know, it's still just a truck. Yeah, like 60, near, 60 years newer. Yeah, it's a little bit fancier. Oh, new Lexus, you know what that means. Kyle Busch is here. This is a big deal. Kyle drives a Lexus. Yeah. Can this, you guess who this is? I don't know. Did somebody leave this here? Uh, no, it's not Jeff Burton's. This beautiful Nate's. Tercel. It's Nate Ryan's. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's weird. His car has patina a lot like your truck. Yeah. It's just a, not the same. It's not a the same. Different. A little different. Let's start the show! Yes! Right? I mean, ran <laughs> off with pure excitement. Hey, everybody, welcome uh, to a special edition of Wednesdays with Dale Jr. here at the Big Up Table in Charlotte, NBC Sports. I'm Rutledge Wood, sitting here next to Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Burton, and our very special guest, Kyle Bush, is here. Kyle, welcome I'm to the Big a Up guest, Table. Man, I'm just here. This is so exciting, Thank man. It's, it's so How did cool. you know that wasn't my Tercel? How do you know I don't have a sleeper vehicle like Dale Jr. I drive around town in? Legitimately, you're the only person I know that could, but it would be like all-wheel drive and turbo and fast. And, and <laughs> like Fast and the Furious yes, style? Yes, but, but legitimate. The tires were way too skinny on that thing. I know. Nate's just the sweetest guy I know. What if we just borrow his car what? one day, wrap it like one of your race cars, and then bring it back? Where was I, Jeff I, Burton's I'll, I'll car? I'll wrap. You're right. You will. Let's wrap it. Yeah. Where was Burton's car? Did you sleep here? I had the, sec I had the second Lexus sitting there. Oh, oh goodness. We drive old man cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I've, never drove, I've never drove a Lexus. You here, should. Well, yeah. It's delightful. We, we can let you if you want. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I bought that car because of him. He said, you, you should go drive that car. I went and drove it, and I said... That's what I'm You know doing. what? I never thought you listened to me at all, but for once you did. Thanks. And then Eric Jones sees me driving it yesterday at the Charlotte test, and he goes, uh, man, is that yours? Yeah. You drive an old man car? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you recognize Eric without that amazing haircut? I asked him. I was like, yeah, when, where, when did you go get a haircut? When did that happen? He was like, today. Like, oh, you got something to do? Yeah, I got sponsored things to do. So, <laughs> yeah. See, and now speaking of something to do, the fact that you're here, that you would spend a Wednesday afternoon with us, a superstar of the sport, I just want to say thanks. That's that's a big deal. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always on uh, on call, just any time. What we love is that a, an opportunity like this lets us ask the questions that I think a lot of people at home want to know. So I, I was thinking, when you're on your way to a, to a media center, someone says, hey, we want you to come by. Are you in your mind kind of well, going my, over? Well, if you ask me that, first answer is no. Not interested. Right. No, thank you. But then when the PR person says, hey, we have to go to the media center, I'm like, uh, okay. Do you, at that moment, do you start answering the questions in your head that you feel people are going to ask? 
Sometimes, and uh, sometimes the, the really, really good people, reporters, they'll actually come up with something that I haven't thought of, thought of already, yeah. and it's like, ah, oh, I didn't think of that one. <laughs> you try to cover things. Did you do that? Did you kind of anticipate what people were going to well, ask? I got, I, I, I'm a little, was a little older, and I learned to just answer the question I wish they would ask. <laughs> no matter a, what they it's ask. It's a lot easier to just, and then you control the narrative. See, yes. So you just... Like, yeah, you, yeah, you talk about dirt racing, that's right. We have a great car today. We feel, just roll right over and just talk about what you want to talk about. It's so funny. I was taught that back in the beginning. I don't think I've ever used it one time. <laughs> this, maybe we could change that. I never, I never tried that. That's I'll, like PR school. My, my goal, every time that I knew I was going to go in the media center was just try to keep my foot out of my mouth. I didn't always do that, but that was my goal going in, was try not to make, try not to create something that ain't there. Well, but you succeeded changed. a heck of a lot more than me, for sure. That's true, but, <laughs> but you changed, because you used to not say anything. Yeah. Like, you would say nothing, and then toward the end of your career, you were, you were like, completely different. So you yeah. went through this change of not life or something. I wasn't going to be there, but, yeah, I mean, it's, I, when I was a driver, I hated it. But now when I'm a, on the other side, of the stuff we saw from you and Ricky this past week, I loved it. It's like, give me more, give me more. So I want to ask you a little bit about that. Mainly, have you ever, we talk about Ricky needing to make the call on Monday. Yeah. That was your opinion. Have you ever had to make that call? I have had to make that call. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to call uh, a couple guys. Uh, also, a couple of guys I did not call. Yeah. And if you don't Can you call. Name any? <laughs> Can you name any you didn't call? Uh, <laughs> Just off the top of your head. Brad might be one. Brad, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That might be one that I, that I didn't make a call. There was another driver in the Xfinity Series years ago. I never made the call. He didn't last very long in the Xfinity Series. So, yeah. <laughs> so you didn't have to. You don't have to worry about him. Okay. Right. Anybody yeah. else? Just yeah. anybody Anyone. else in the nope, area nope. that maybe they felt like they needed a call? Just maybe they didn't get? Man, I can't, I can't, I can't yeah, think of anybody I can't think of one either. That's weird. Did you ever make a call? You made a call. Not every time, mm -hmm. but I learned, you know, after making that mistake a few times, that it's just easier to make the call. Yeah, it really is. Even though you don't think that you're, sometimes you don't even think you're in the wrong. Sometimes you feel like that it wasn't my fault what happened, but it's just easier to go ahead and make the call because that guy's annoyed. It goes into the next week, and then you know, like you guys, y'all had it play out in front of everybody at, at <laughs> Kentucky, which we loved. You know, everybody but you two probably loved it and. What was this? I, when I saw this part, um, I couldn't help but notice you're wearing a closed face helmet, you're looking at a screen, and then is this where you're unplugging the yeah, radio? Yeah, I unplugged my, ear, my earphones right there, and I'm listening to them, and then I'm like, you know what? You're not saying anything I want to hear right now, so I plugged them back in. <laughs> Can I get some of those for home? It's just, you said, you know what? Now, you got to plug them into something. Now is not, as far as, if there was a communication expert to view this, they would say, this doesn't seem like a good time to communicate. And I have to feel like the like the the helmet tap there, you didn't feel like that was like, hey, good talk. Yeah, no, that wasn't a good talk. No, that's absolutely you're right. You're right on that. The uh, what's worse about all of that and how it went down was like, you know, for what Ricky said, what I said, whatever, right? But if he would have made the call Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, even Friday morning, still counts. Still counts, right? <clears throat> He could have talked about how I hurt his feelings for the things that I said over the radio when I blasted him because I was mad after just knocking a wall down and being crashed out of a race. And he could have said, hey man, I'm sorry, I got India, you know, I pushed up, whatever happened. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, that's cool. And you know, hey, by the way, like those things that you said about after the crash were pretty rough, whatever, I would have been like, look, Ricky, you're totally right. Like that, 
that was uh, that was over the top. That was a little bit brash, and I'm I'm sorry about that, you know. But you know, back to the crash, whatever, blah 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 blah. Well, so the media center Friday, right? Get back to uh, the racetrack, and Dustin Long says, "Hey, did Ricky Stenhouse reach out to you this week?" "Yep, sure did." "Did you guys talk about the crash? And you guys all good?" "Yeah, we're fine. Everything's all fine." It's "That's what could have happened." "That's what could have happened." "No story." Yeah. Non-topic. You guys would have been so bored all weekend long. Figures. <laughs> we appreciate that he didn't call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest. So I, I think, so you guys tell me what you think. So I think what I say on my radio, if somebody gets mad about that, like, I don't really care. Because if I get out and say something to the media, well, now I'm talking to the public. Yeah. Right. But when I'm, when, when I'm talking in my helmet... Like, I feel like I'm talking to my guys. I don't feel like I'm on public broadcast. Do y'all feel the same way? I feel the same way. There's rare times where it crosses my mind that it says, this is for public transmission yeah. uses for everyone to hear. Oh, I mean. Every other time, it's like I'm talking to him, I'm talking to my spotter, I'm talking to my crew chief. Like, yeah. that's all I'm talking to. But. There was a time when, I think probably when we all started, before really a lot of people listened to the radio and before TV or network would use our transmissions and we talked a lot worse than we talk today. Yes, I mean what no we question. say what we say today and what you said in Daytona is not even close to the things we <laughs> I'm were not saying. the only one that said it. I, that's right. the other thing too. Mike, we were talking about it on a podcast on the download this week and uh, with Mike Davis and he I said if he had heard what everybody else said, that was the only thing that got put on TV. But I, I kind of feel the same way because I'm from a time when that was a private conversation. Mm-hmm. It isn't anymore. It's it's for co- public consumption. Yes. Whatever we say on the radio, we got an, we know that that could get on TV, but it still uh, feels. Uh, if, I still feel like, and there's times even in the last several years where I've had to kind of back myself off the ledge and say, look, that what that guy said about me is just in the heat of the moment. Now, if he gets out and says it to the camera, to the net, you know, to the viewing audience at home, that's a totally different thing. I'm making notes. Radio, public consumption, got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like that. But, we, so but, but as, but as, I mean, we're all race fans too, right? I mean, you sure. watch races when you're not, when you're not doing it, and it, like. For me, I, I want to hear what the driver's thinking. I want to yeah. hear what the crew chief's thinking. When Jimmy Johnson and Chad and Alex are going at each other, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I, it's not because we want to stir the pot, but we want to hear the emotion. We want to hear what really is. One of the things that separates our sport from every other sport yep. is you cannot hear the quarterback scream at the running back because he didn't block the guy, right? right? But if you could, you'd probably watch it more yeah. because it's that you want to see people that care. And, I, and those radio trans, like, I don't want you to not talk the way you would normally talk. And because and, that, that for a race fan, that's what you're expecting to hear. Absolutely. Did you watch that race back? The Daytona race? Yeah. No, not the whole thing. Just we, the crash. Junior pointed out last week that just we... Just the highlight. Just the highlight for you. Like, oh, this is when I packed my stuff and went home. Uh, Junior, last week we replayed. When y'all talked in the booth to Ricky, it was like, hey, man, you, know, you won uh, stage two as well. How'd it go? And there was this incredibly somber voice that answered back. It was like, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, Good to be up front. Like he was, it was not like, oh man, we just got more points. It was like, yeah, oh boy, like, man, I have really screwed up here. This is gonna be a hard <laughs> week. Like you could, it was almost like he basically was telling yeah. us, like, well, Kentucky's gonna be rough in places. Yeah. And then they, they said, hey, Burton, you go talk to Stenhouse. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I wanted to. I was raising my hand in there. I was like, I'll call, I'll talk to him. What's going on, Ricky? <laughs> Tell us what's yeah. up. <laughs> Those are the fun moments in the in the booth that a lot of people don't see. But I, I felt the same way 
uh, I feel the same way that, that Jeff feels about that kind of content. I love it now. Like a year ago when I was a race car driver, I hated it. Even when it wasn't me that was in the middle of that storm, when it was other drivers, it was like, why do they keep on talking about that? Nobody wants to hear about it. And they would, like when we go back to Martinsville, we're gonna see the footage of Denny and Chase. We're gonna see it. It's oh, yeah. gonna be used in the promotions and all that stuff. And I would hate that even when it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. But now I'm on this side of it. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I mean, that's why <laughs> we gotta promote what the storylines uh, are. We gotta promote what the potential is for this race. And, and that's what's, I mean, that's like you say, having that opportunity to hear from the drivers as they're in the heat of the moment. It's like the, the front stretch post-race interview. I didn't really get what that was all about until I was on the fan side up in the booth. And right. when you see the fan reaction to that interview, okay. it's almost a personal experience for them. Oh, so you're not talking about Chicago. You're just <laughs> talking <about> Chicago is <laughs> a great example. <laughs> I followed you up the bank. Though, we came down the bank. That was not, even though the, that was a, not the you know the reaction that you were hoping for. It still was a very raw experience. It was and, real, and yeah, it was real. And so, and you know, Ruh, when, what did you see? I I don't know if I I was trying to look at you with this huge smile holding this water like, hey man, <laughs> hey, and then that's what you did to the camera right in front of me. And then there's this. If y'all, if there was a way to pan to me, it's me going. Uh, <laughs> well, this first question, let's see if I can come up with something. I mean, what's, what's so you're, you're in this incredible race, oh, right? Man. And you get out and you go and they're booing. I mean, yeah. what are you thinking at that point? At that point, uh, Dale and I talked about this a little bit, but at that point it was like they're booing, like the boos were just raining down. And I was like, did you all see the same thing I just thought I saw? And the same thing I just felt like that was a good race, but y'all aren't appreciative of that. Like. What else I got to do or we got to do? Well, if, if I wasn't in it, it would have been a whole different story, right? But <laughs> then, so as like I was going through that moment of just the booze raining, while you're talking and trying to say something and everything you say into the microphone, they're still booing. It's like you're not changing fan perception. So it's like, oh, okay. I was like, Rutledge, just get this over with. <laughs> I was wondering. You know what? Let's just, do you want to listen to it? Because Rutledge, let's just get this over yeah, with. Did you feel that from him? Like, uh, in this now? I was you? looking through Rutledge, like. Just right through my soul. <laughs> Take a listen to this. I don't know what y'all are whining about, but if you don't like that kind of racing, don't even watch. question for the record and when we talked about it the next week Kyle literally looked at me he's like you asked a second question I didn't hear any of that <laughs> just nothing I was like okay but you know what today we want to hear your questions that's a great thing about Winsdale we want to hear your questions so make sure you hit us up on Twitter also uh, our first question using that social media hashtag Wednesday, our first first question is Kenny Smith not the former NBA player in Carolina Tar Heel uh, of the other two in the big three which concerns you more as a competitor for the championship this year and why uh, man I both of them do um, but if you had to just choose one I would say Martin just with the successes they that they've had at mile and a half even though Harvick's been just as good at mile and a half Harvick's won uh, at Kansas, he's won at Homestead before. Um, you know, Texas, he beat out Martin last year, and that was a turning point where everybody was like, wow, the four is going to have something for us at Homestead, and he certainly did. I think he finished third. I mean, we're all right there, right? So, um, but overall, man, the 78 is just uh, is so strong, and, 
and they certainly know how to turn up the wick when it matters most. I kind of feel the same way. I didn't feel that way just even a couple weeks ago. And I'd talked to Martin throughout the year, and he felt like the rule changes in the offseason had set them back quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And they lost a little bit of the speed and advantage they had last year. But it seems like, and I know that they were strong, really strong at Kentucky the year before, yeah. but it seems like they've gained a lot of that speed back. I, so I think if you've, I think you've seen the 78's dominance of last year toned back. They're third, they're fourth, they're fifth, they're still competitive, they're still right there, but they're not nine seconds out front. So I think the field has been closed up and the yeah. field has been brought closer together, but they still have that little bit of edge when they need it that they can be out front. And I thought actually during the first stage of the race, first stage, second stage, one of the stages that I was right on the 78, I think it was after green flag stops, and I thought yeah. I had a moment to get past them, and I was like, man, if I can get past them, I think I can hold them off, and I just couldn't quite get it done, you know, and then he kind of drove away but he only drove away to about a second second and a half yeah, yeah. you know and then Blaney was right on me so like the whole field was tighter than what it was a year ago yeah yeah I mean Larson passed him in one point in the race so he wasn't just unbeatable mm -hmm. but uh seems like that they're starting to gain some of that speed back um what do you I think? gotta go back to Denver and shut that stuff down <laughs> <laughs> what do you think has closed the field up like in your opinion the field's a little tighter this yeah. year what do you think some of the things that's made that happen I think it's some of the rule changes I think it's some of the the splitter the flat splitter I think that's kind of created um a little bit more parity I guess you'd say uh, a lot of guys are still trying to figure out height and variance and in nose heights and things like that and what to do with all of that I also think the OSS I mean yeah. obviously with going through uh, uh, uh an optical scanning station every single time that gets it gets repeated and they can see on a 3d rendering what's been changed time and time and time after that the naked eye the general inspectors they couldn't see that beforehand so it certainly has uh, lended itself to tighter inspection in my opinion cool well, we got such a nerdy answer just then. Like, we went, we went from, like, oh, this is great. We went from way having way much well, fun. Well, statistically. So that was interesting. Yeah, I know. We got much more here to come on this Wednesday with Dale Jr. Kyle Bush is here. This is unbelievable. Uh, we're going to put him on the hot seat, find out a little bit more about the man they call Rowdy. Don't go anywhere. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. I mean, you go from being on, on top of your car to rock shows, easy ward playing, and then a little something for the... Well, it matched the music. Like, it was... It did. It did. We put it's that in well. Absolutely. We did realize the fans at Chicago couldn't see turn two. They didn't have a big enough screen. But by the time they interviewed Kyle Larson, and Kyle Larson was like, oh, yeah, once I hit Kyle Busch... Yeah, I was ready for it. You could literally stand on the front stretch. I was still watching Kyle get in the car. All the fans were just like, oh. <laughs> oh, I guess, uh, I guess, sorry about the booze, man. Yeah, like, oh. Well, sorry, oh, just well. took all the air out of it. Yeah, but no. you know what? Shoot, did we have anything to boo him for? Right? Man, did you see that? <laughs> I guess I was wrong. People have a hard time saying that. Uh, fellas, I want to know, um, can you describe Kyle using one word? My goodness. Um, <clears throat> that was two. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> what was on the side of the car? Irritable. Irritable? Was it? What, what were the two words on the side uh, of your car? Wimpy was on the left side for the fiery Snickers. If yeah. it's too hot for you, you're wimpy. Wimpy. And then irritable was on the other side for when you wake up in the morning and you don't have your coffee. Mm. Right? Interesting. Yeah. I feel that. I don't know. Neither of those So, what, so which well. one was that? 
You like he said irritable. It was the coffee irritable. one. It, that Snickers espresso. So irritable. That's really a question. Good. Jeff, what that, what word would you use to describe cowboys? I would cowboys? say uh, complex. Complex. Oh, that's good. Mayor. You know what? The, the mayor. mayor. See, that was very good. Why don't we ask you a couple rapid fire questions? Jeff? Absolutely. Let's find. How about this? Give me two words to describe Clint Boyer. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> uh, class clown is that two words? Yeah, that's, perfect. that's great. All right, that's, that's perfect. That's pretty solid. Okay. I mean, he's a good time too. Good time. Oh, That'll totally. Work. Yeah. What about Chase Elliott? Ooh. Um. Hmm. He's hard on himself a lot. But what's a word for that? Self-deprecating. Yeah. There's two. The dictionary in itself, right here, folks. He's really good at words with friends. Good job, Webster. <laughs> what about? Uh, I do play a lot of words with friends. I know you do. Give me two words for Denny Hamlin. How would you describe him? Oh uh, man, Denny. So definitely uh, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Very challenging at times. Um, we have a good time though. Fun, challenging. Yeah. Those fun too. Fun yet challenging. You know what I thought when I was when you were sitting on top of your car Jeff's watching? Jeff's better, way better. See, you got to give me these things ahead of time. What did you write down? It's a weird share with know. the class. No, I know. Oh, just I know that. Okay. See, you guys are on the other side of the room. We'll be over here watching you sit on the top of the car when ZZ Ward is playing. Um, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Uh, probably Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh. Where was that? Charlotte. Oh, years ago. Awesome. Yeah, about ten years ago, I guess. Yeah. Were you there? I was not. You weren't there at that no, one. I was okay. Um, so you've, you know, we, you've won pretty much at every racetrack. You've won pretty much every race. No, I've won at every racetrack. You've won at every mm -hmm. racetrack. Yes. You've almost won every race. I like that. Correct. Do you feel that ownership? Like, Let me know. We're gonna ask you what your thoughts about the road boy. That was kind of a bit. <laughs> so well, officially, right, so you, you haven't won at every racetrack because you haven't won at the road course racing. At the road, well, it hasn't happened yet. It's at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yes. You race in late models, trucks, Xfinity Cup. So tell me and, yeah. and everybody listening at home, watching at home, what are the three races that you haven't won yet that you want to win? In any 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 kind of race in the world. Three races. Are there that three races that's still on that list? Okay. Um, Indy 500. Well, Daytona 500. Let's go with Daytona 500 yeah. first, right? Indy 500 second. That'd be cool. And then I'd, I'm probably too old for Formula One stuff, so I guess I could probably do Le Mans. You know? So this is rapid fire, but man, that really brings up a lot of questions. <laughs> Listen, don't you, jump You want to run Le Mans? I can, yeah, sure. That'd be fun. And you want to run the Indy 500? Absolutely. Why not? So you would run the Indy 500 if I would. the opportunity presented itself? Oh, the opportunity already presented itself. But you what? didn't do what it. Have we but you do? didn't do it. So I have a boss. There's two bosses I have. One of them's a female and the other one's old. The old <laughs> one said no. Really? Yeah. But it's, it could happen. Yeah. Man, that'd be awesome. You that guys, that's I think it's amazing to see NASCAR guys go try to run that race, you know. It's, a, it's an Kurt, over. Kurt did a really good he job. He did do a great job. You know, I thought he was really fast. They obviously yeah. dialed in a bit more downforce after his crash on the day before on carb day, right? Yeah. And then, um, so he was a bit slower than he needed to be <clears throat> when it came down to race time. And he was only probably eighth fastest, but he finished sixth, right? Yes. So fourth or sixth. I think sixth. It was but, pretty uh, good. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was good. good. First right. time in an IndyCar? Hell yeah. What's the one app you can't live without on your phone? Uh, I could probably live without all of them. <laughs> but since you asked that question, mm -hmm. um, hmm. what's your go-to? What time of year? Because when it's football time of year, the fantasy football fantasy apps, football? That's, that's where it's at, yep. right? Um, but right now, probably Instagram. Like, I like, I like mm -hmm. Instagram and checking out what's going on. I, that's pictures like I... 
in high school I was in photography class, so like checking out pictures of all kinds of Your cool fantasy things. football league, who's in it? That so the JGR league. Yeah, the team um, league. I have an eighteen team league. That's my eighteen guys, and there's actually a few guys that are on other teams still because yeah. they're like grandfathered in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them's on the eighty eight car right now. Another one's on. Yeah, like a friends and family league or. Uh, that's the like the KBM league. So you that's get, it feels boy- like you want to get in. I just I gotta ask these questions. So, so that's very... the boys and girls league. Yeah. There's a boys and girls league. I'm the champion of the boys and girls league last year, that's so that awesome. was fun. Uh, I finished second in the 18 team league last year, and then there's the JGR league, which is like the front office league. So. Um, Danny's in that one. Eric Jones is in that one. Actually, a, a sponsor friend is in that one. And then front office people from JGR. It I feels got, like we're just skating past. And I suck in that one. Are you just skating past the fact that you took photography in, in he did. class and that's a passion? Are there any of your pictures up in the house? Wait a minute, what? That you've taken? Did you miss that whole thing? Yes, I just missed that whole thing. He was looking down. He was looking down at his fantasy He's, football question. No, I he was, took photography classes in high school. See, this guy yeah. right here, superstar Kyle Busch. I took. So good. people always ask me, or people always ask, or, like, or tell Samantha <laughs> that she has a professional photographer always taking her pictures whenever we go somewhere, and it's like, no, it's just Kyle. Like Kyle's doing. Is so that you for who, real? So who yeah. takes the pictures when you're in the picture? Like a nanny or a friend or a somebody waiter, that we just, or a waiter, like somebody yeah, we just walk up to. Saying, and then, hey, yeah, hey, will you take a picture of us? So those pictures you see. So then I have to tell them, like, hey, can you get lower? Hey, can you turn? Can you get over there? <laughs> That's can you the get big that? takeaway like, from this tonight. In the background, right? Like, Rest of the show. I mean, it's going to be hard to live up to that. That was what I wanted to know. Who takes all the pictures? That was my question. That's crazy because there's so many pictures of of you and Samantha when you guys will be somewhere. And every time I see her picture, I'm like, did they hire somebody (laughs) to show? Like, they're so well done. And the fact that it's you taking them blows my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I tell her how to stand, where to move, and move your hair. Amy. Oh, Amy's really going to love that. No. Right? Yes. I love this. I love this show. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, uh, in case you haven't heard, we're doing our NBC race team broadcast for New Hampshire. Why? With Junior, Jeff, and Steve Letarte calling the race in the booth. Our buddy Rick Allen is going to be down on the pit box, but we want to know what should these guys (laughs) be wearing for the race broadcast. You've got, obviously, your casual comfort. Right, your U-shaped jeans there is A. Uh, B, you've got your jeans and, and, of course, a vintage racing T-shirt, the coat and tie seat. Kyle, what do you think they should wear? You get to vote. Open, whatever. B, like, game-free. Just yeah. jeans and a, jeans and a, and a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. It's uh, so weird that that's leading handily. Absolutely, yeah. But you at, Look you at ask, coat and tie, boy, back there with 5%. <laughs> you asked on social I mean, media, can the, you the, wear the, your the, own? Did my bosses say Wait, that? Wait, hold on. Since I just agreed with all of this, is the rating is the, it's going down. See, now it went from 75 Guys, to 66. Guys, come on. Let's not do that. <laughs> not while he's here, okay? Let's let's be classy. Let's wait, not change it wait, in wait, spite wait, of Kyle. Before you go to commercial. Yeah. So you said on social media, you asked on social media if you could wear your own vintage That's right. apparel. Yeah. I don't think you can do that. I know. I think it's a little narcissistic. I do too. If you, you wear, you say if can okay. you wear your own apparel? Say you, can you find wear your own t-shirt? a Kyle Bush t-shirt. There's only your, one that exists from your late model days, Legends Car days. Okay. And so, actually, I want to find one. I want one. But, but would I wear it? Would you wear it? Absolutely. I'm a fan of myself. Right? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm a fan of myself. <laughs> I, want, I have shirts that are my own, but I just can't. I can't. Mom and Pops? I, yeah, Come like on. old stuff that I just can't. I don't want to put it Sundrop? on. People go, whoa, dude, that's that's not okay. <laughs> I disagree. It is a To me, it's a throwback of yourself, yep. of a wonderful time in your life. I think that's legit. If now, it's a legit throwback and not a remake, year, that's not, not so enough of a throwback. it's two and one, and you're on the fence. I'm on the fence. It's murky. 
I think you should. Guys, the poll, by the way, is open till Saturday. So if y'all decide that they should wear a coat and tie and sweat it's, it out up there, I'm fine with it. <laughs> coat and tie, I don't have a chance. I'll still look it's like so this. Much. Hey, when we come back, it'll be time for a driver's meeting with Dale, Jeff, Jr. You won't let Kyle. me talk. You're, you're trying to cut me off with the talk with the cut, cut, coat and tie. Stuff. And big we'll time. Break. You are. <laughs> This day in NASCAR takes us back to 2009 and the Xfinity Series race at Gateway. Kyle Busch takes full advantage of Kevin Harvick running out of fuel with 29 laps to go. Kyle led the rest of the way for one of his nine wins that year, of course. He would claim the series title at the end of the year. A big win for the 18 car on July the 18th. All right, so gas with I, that's what I was going to say. There's no way. I just had to this is was a, that a race handed to me? I don't know. Had to have been. 29 just, to go? I don't know. That's, that's a lot of laps. On that that's one. a lot I mean, of if laps. it was five to go, that's handed to you. They, yeah. they, they miscalculated yeah. just a tad. Just a tad. Yeah. I ran out of gas at Chicagoland for my second truck series race ever with 12 to go and lost while leading. Right. <laughs> we kicked Rudd out, so this is the driver's only Absolutely. segment of the show. So sorry, yeah. Rudd. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, and it's very, it's relevant to today, we got the Eldora race for the trucks, mm -hmm. and we heard Tony Stewart talking on Twitter, or actually talking to the media about, he's excited and, uh, about maybe having the Xfinity Series there, and even Cup one day, and wants the fans to put pressure on NASCAR to make that happen. And so I wanted to ask you, I'm an Xfinity owner, and I go right on Twitter, and I say, you know what, I like that. I want, hey, Tony Stewart, as an Xfinity owner, I want to go to Eldora. Well, you're a truck owner. You've been going yeah. to Eldora. Yeah. Am I going to eat my words? Absolutely. Really? <laughs> yeah. Tell us why. You're racing for $15,000 to win, and yeah. you're going there with three trucks that cost $15,000 a body, and you're going to wad them up and crash yeah. them and destroy them, and so you're in net loss by the time you get back. Is that right? Absolutely. So I've heard that the, the track takes a real toll on the, the truck. Yes, it does. So here's some panels, yeah. firewall. Yeah, so here's some the drivers, driver's fire suits, the team haulers. We don't even open the doors on the hauler. Just wow. to get everything out, you close them right back up so <laughs> nothing inside gets too dirty, yeah. right? But there's a lot of different things and topics that I've kind of heard around this discussion. Look, I'm cool with it. I think it would be fun to see, one. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Let's put that out there, right? Two, I think it's great for the trucks that the trucks have that. Right. Let's leave special it. Special for them. Let's leave it special for the trucks that the trucks get to go do that, right? Yeah. They haul around dirt all the time. My Toyota Camry and your whatever Chevy thing ain't gonna go out there and haul around dirt. Right, that's a good point. So if you were gonna add a, a, a track to maybe the Xfinity schedule that's not on there, what track would you add? I mean, everybody wants to go back to some of the, the throwback places like yeah. the Wooksboro's or the Rockingham's and all that stuff, but Hillenburg spent a ton of money at Rockingham and it was open for two years and just didn't get the fan count back, right? The grandstands weren't full, so yeah. it ended after two years. That's so right. I don't know how you bring back the other venues and the, make it successful. The historic tracks I see as a real challenge to bring back. People say, you know, bring back New Hampshire. It's, it's tough to do that. That place uh -huh. went away for a reason. Uh, some of the short tracks, though, like Nashville, I think, I don't know whether they would do well with personal attendance. I think right. they probably would, but network viewership, I think people would tune in to see that. Yeah. So, so, so I've, we've gone around the country racing late models and yeah. racing against you with your cars, and I see some racetracks that I think would be a great place to put a cup race on. Like, why, why couldn't you run a cup race 
at a three-eighths or half-mile racetrack. There's no reason why you couldn't. I think what would happen with a cup race is you ain't got enough roads coming in and out and grandstands and stuff like that. To but be why does to... it matter if there's only 30,000 people there? <clears throat> what, what, I Tell mean, me to a me, short I think, track that's got 30,000 seats. Well, you could, put, you could bring, I mean, PGA but does it every week. is only 12. PGA does it every week. They bring grandstands in. They bring suites in. They bring restrooms but, in. They but do they it ain't every got the, week. Pensacola has got 12,000 seats, and they're already using the cemetery down the road to park everybody, and it's slam full. So if you only had 12,000, why does it matter? Because we can fit more than that, right? We I don't should know. be able to fit I think, more I than think that. It, I think it's kind of cool. that. I mean, how many, how many did North Wilson? I think... I think Trucks and Xfinity should be doing more of that than the yeah. mile and a half stuff. Truck and Xfinity, go to Pensacola's, go to Nashville's, go to South Boston, go to Hickory, go back to some of these places, go to yeah. Wilkesboro, whatever, and make those races that anybody can sign up to run, right? So, like, the cup guys can go there if they want to go there. If it's a, if it's a non-companion event or whatever, they can fly there, they can go there, just open it up, making an open race. So maybe the tracks can promote that Cup guys are going there and are going to race there and whatever. Yeah, talking to new tracks, we got a new track, kind of a new track on the schedule for this year. You guys finished testing at it. Yeah, the the <laughs> Roval. You're fresh off of a test yeah. at that racetrack. <laughs> so if you can, I know you probably got a lot to say. Tell us what we can expect and whether it's going to be a good race or not. I About everybody said the exact same thing. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a heck of a show. I think... Um, it's just very, very challenging. There's not a lot of grip at that racetrack. And you look at Sonoma, and Sonoma sometimes you would think, man, there's not a lot of grip there, but Sonoma feels like it's got 10 times the amount of grip that the Charlotte Roval what's has. The, what's the issue with the grip? I think we need a softer tire for the infield portion of the racetrack. Um, and this is where it's this one of the slickest corners. That's turn three where everybody's having their troubles. There's uh, Bowman. There's Bowman. Uh, there's Blaney, uh, Eric Jones we just saw, he was the first one. So er, turn three is very, very sketchy and edgy. This is just a brake failure, I yeah. believe, here is what I understood to that to be with William Byron. Um, thankfully he's all right. I think we can stuff some more tires in that area for sure. Yeah. Um, but, so that off-camera so, turn three. So, so the tire can't get soft enough to create enough grip on the flatter stuff because of the banking through turns, I call it NASCAR one, two, three, four, because of the speeds we're carrying. So you need the harder tire for that the harder tire to withstand the load that you're taking through those so and the speed that you're carrying through those. How much speed is are you carrying around the, the, the NASCAR corners? Because mm -hmm. with that, you know, coming out of the road course and getting up on the speed and on the banking, how fast are you actually going to be able to get? You're probably going 30 miles an hour coming out, and then you're grabbing fourth gear by the time you're exiting turn two. So that's got to be 130 by yeah. turn two. Wow. And then you go through the bus stop. You barely lift and grab a gear. All and, right, so and then you're in three and four. You're going... Probably a buck sixty-five, seventy, I'd say, through yeah. NASCAR three-four. So it's pretty high load. You talked about the bus stop and, and going through there really fast. We saw some video on social media of you going through that corner on yeah. Michael Medall's uh, Twitter handle. They made some adjustments to that. Mm -hmm. Guys were cutting through there. Do you think they're going to make even more adjustments, maybe to slow that portion down? I don't know how you can. Really, it is so tight, man. Really, uh, like I I said to my guys, I was like, the groove through there is twelve inches wide. Mm -hmm. Like, you literally go through the bus stop or the inner loop, whatever people want to call it, and you have, say, six or eight inches on this side of your vehicle, and you have six or eight inches on that side of your vehicle, and that's all the room you have to get through there. And if you don't hit it right, it's you're in for an exciting time when you get to the exit and that tire wall's just right at you. So too wide? Hell no. Never going to happen. <laughs> Not a chance. You're going to be in a funnel going down the back straightaway 
where we're all going to be four wide trying to figure out how to be one wide. <laughs> and right. when people knock people out of the way and you got to go through there and somebody's going to blow it. The, what if somebody's sitting there sideways in the whole thing? Oh, yeah, that too. But. Well, let's go to commercial. We'll let Ruck come back on the show. Why? I think he's been in timeout long enough. <laughs> hope everybody enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed the driver's meeting. And we're looking forward to answering more fan questions you've been sending us today. That's coming up next, so stay tuned. NASCAR America is brought to you by Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for 20,000 miles. That's crazy. That's, that looked like you, didn't it? Uh, time now to have these guys answer some more of your fan questions, which you've been sending us using the hashtag Winsdale. Uh, first up, this one's from Matt. What track would you like to see in the future be the last race of the regular Ooh, season? I love it. Somebody talked about this, that, this on Twitter earlier. What do you think? Uh, yes. <laughs> Talladega. Hell no. Why not? Okay. A plate race, the randomness me, of that? Let me just explain. And I've had this conversation uh, with my booth mates as well. I'm siding with you on this one, by the way. All right. So if we go to Talladega as the last race. Okay. All right. A guy like you is going to be locked in into the playoffs. So there's really nothing... Oh, we're talking the last race of the regular, the regular season? season? Oh, I thought you were talking about the play. I thought, I thought about the, the last race, race of the year. Oh, no, 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 no. And that was last the race of the regular yeah. season. Last okay, we got to read. Sorry. We got to do I'm a better sorry. job reading, so, Jeff. I'm like, I don't remember talking about So the last race of the regular season, it makes sense because a lot of guys are locked in. So they're, you know, if they get taken out, it's not really in the end of the season for them. And it's uh -huh. not, you know, it's not a, it's I'm not okay fun. I'm okay with that. You have a couple guys battling on the bubble. That would be incredibly exciting because where they finish is critical as heck all the way yeah. to the very last lap you could have a random guy that wins and, and makes his way into the playoffs at the very last minute I have no problem with the regular season final race being a Talladega yeah that's cool that's I'll, try to, be yeah. I'll try to yeah. read slower for you yeah. two next the time the final race of the final seat the yeah, end of the yeah, year if you race can change Homestead the tempo well, yeah. changed yeah. change Homestead the tempo pretty good I like Homestead Homestead's a good place for a final race it puts on a really decent show if I had to say where would you run the final race of the year you gotta bid it out it's got to become a. It's got to become a city thing. It's got to become a town bids, thing. What if a crappy city bids and wins? <laughs> then it happens. Where are, we gonna go? talk, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Loud New Hampshire for the final Homestead. race of the year. That did happen back in the day. Well, it did. Homestead. What if the Roval wins? Homestead. Oh no! Homestead's been a great race every time. This is. I love doing this. Uh, uh, Rod wants to know who is your favorite old school driver. You talking about me? All of you. I want to know everybody's. Who's okay. your favorite old school driver? Uh, well, what do you mean old school? Good, good question. If it's Burton, that's so like, fine. So like my hero prior growing to, up was Jeff Gordon, you, sure. right? But like with, with watching when I was watching, all the drivers of that era through the '90s and 2000s, I, I was a fan of all of them. I was a fan of Dale Jr. when he was coming up with the with the Bush series, with the three car, and getting into the Cup series and all that. I have Dale Jr. stuff all over my house. Um, Dale Senior, Bobby Labonte, Dale Jarrett. Yeah. Too Jeff many Gordon. Lists. Yeah, I mean, Did you like know that? He was we talked about that on my podcast. Yeah, favorite old school driver, Kelly Albrow. Kelly Albrow. He's a man. What about you? I was a big Jimmy Means fan. Underdog. Jimmy I'm Means was awesome. Underdog guy. Uh, James asked this: If you win at New Hampshire, will you let Denny Hamlin hold another lobster? <laughs> if I win, yeah. how about if Denny wins, will he hold the lobster? <laughs> yeah. Let's ask that question. <laughs> if I Denny mean, wins, will he hold it again? The, I mean, I, the good news is. The, I think James wants you to win. 
Yes, the good okay. news. I want to win? Absolutely. <laughs> Will I let Denny hold? Denny's not going to want to hold my lobster. <laughs> or his, There's apparently. There's not many things that get that kind of reaction out of Denny, so at least no. now we know. That's maybe maybe we should put <laughs> money in his claws. I wonder why a man is scared of a lobster. There's a lot of he questions here. We're going we're gonna to try to get to the bottom. I go lobstering down at the Bahamas. Shellfish. You ever oh, done that's that? Great maybe he's just too shellfish. You done that? Have you ever done that? <laughs> when you're down in the Bahamas, do you ever go lobstering? Yeah. That's awesome. Like spearing, spearing lobster. lobster. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Big time. Now, them lobsters ain't got claws. I got but. nothing on that. But you know what I do know? Alex Bowman is racing for a spot in the playoffs. And later this summer, he'll be racing for something even more important. We'll have the details when Wednesdays with Dale Jr. returns. The Verizon IndyCar Series is on CNBC. Scott Dixon looks to stay in control of the championship at his most successful track, the Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio, July 29th on CNBC. Not far from Mid-Ohio is the Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, which does so much for the young patients from around the world. Next month, Alex Bowman will carry the hospital's colors on his 88 car at Watkins Glen. It's an opportunity that means a lot to him. It's so special to be in the Nationwide Children's Hospital car. I actually got to drive the, the first Nationwide Children's Hospital car back in 2013. So it's so cool to still have a great relationship with Nationwide. And I've been up to the, the hospital in Columbus a couple times. It's an amazing place. And to have Bryson's name on the car means a lot. Um, last time we had a, a patient champion's name on the car, we, uh, we about won Phoenix. So hopefully it's more of that and we can finish the job. But uh, it's just such a special paint scheme. It means a lot to me to uh, play a small role in, in supporting the hospital. Dale, you supported the Nationwide Children's Hospital during your career and still now. How cool is it for you to see Alex and Hendrick Motorsports carry that out? Man, it's awesome. I mean, it's a great looking race car and it does so much for the hospital. It really keeps, uh, you know, keeps people aware of what the hospital's got going on. We're definitely a big part of the hospital and its future. And we, me and Amy have a fund there that we're raising money for every year. But uh, I can't wait to see this car on the racetrack. We also have some stuff to announce as well uh, with you know my initiative this year t for the hospital, and I'm going to announce that really soon. But it kind of plays along with what Alex is doing here. How cool is that? Hey, coming up, we'll look ahead to this weekend's schedule of racing on NBCSN. Plus, we'll give some shout-outs. You want to know to who? you got to stay tuned and find out. Wednesdays with Dale Jr. We'll be right back. to the bottom of the track. Slide job. Trying to take the lead away. Slide job. <laughs> Almost. There's no question that this young man can drive a race car. It's worth noting this was the last true mile and a half before the playoffs. This was the time to show what you had. It's a win for mullets all across <laughs> the country. We've had seven winners, and there's nine playoff spots available. Which one of the big three is the best car right now? Because it seems like each week one of them kind of shows up and outruns the others. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my man. Oh, what a race. What a great race. Oh boy. Next stop, the Magic Mile. Our coverage starts, of course, on Friday. We got Xfinity on Saturday. We got the big cup race on Sunday. The real question is what are the broadcast team going to be wearing in the booth? We got to check out the poll. We've got casual comfort. You got jeans and a racing tee, a vintage shirt. And then, as long as I got my suit and tie, 
I think you look nice in all of those for the record. Let's check in. Ooh, coat and tie soaring ahead from 4%. That's <laughs> really on the move. Making a comeback. Yeah, slowly but surely. That's probably just Sam Flood sitting there uh, continuing to revote, revote, Yeah, Sam just keeps voting. What that's if you combined guess. them, though? What if you did like a tuxedo t-shirt? Absolutely. I think that's fair game. Because it's classy Let's but just casual. Let this be the start of something big. Maybe we do a poll every week if this is successful. You really want to wear maybe, a t-shirt every maybe week. Maybe you guys will come to the conclusion that you have to wear like the general area's sense of clothing. Like yeah. loud Ooh, New Hampshire, you can be like a patriot. Yeah. And when you go to Darlington, you're <laughs> just like a went, Kale Yarbrough. He went way off base there. <laughs> That's a great was, idea. It was good yeah. until he went there. Basically, if you go north, you have sleeves. South, everything sleeveless. Hey, it's time for shout-outs because it's almost into the show. You guys ready? Here it is. First shout-out. We want to shout-out to Nick Koloski. Nick is going to be one of the guys you see. He's a firefighter. He's going to be on pit road at New Hampshire. He sent me a message on Twitter. Check this out. So he's a city councilor and volunteer firefighter from Claremont, New Hampshire, about 60 miles from NHMS. He gets $1,200 stipend for his work as a firefighter, which he uses to buy toys for the Children's Hospital at Dartmouth-Hitchcock, which is in Lebanon, New Hampshire. He had eye surgeries there when he was eight years old. He was blind for a short time. He's working this race weekend as a pit road firefighter. He pledges every year to donate all his money to buy toys for the hospital. How That's cool awesome. is that? Nick, awesome. you're the man. Cool. Yeah. Right on, you Nick. know what? Let's. I think we should all put in a little something. We'll go deliver it this weekend. Let's do it. All right. You in for that? Sure thing. Great. Right now. My shout out is to Glenn Wood on July the 18th, 1925. Glenn Wood was born one of the original Wood Brothers. He is 93. That's a big deal. That's awesome. That's a big wow. deal. Cool. Jeff, you got a shout I out? I met this incredible person this past weekend, Oksana Masters, who is uh, she was born in the, U in the Ukraine, but she had both of her legs amputated because of complications, birth complications from the accident at Chernobyl. And she's a four-time Paralympian. And she's won five medals in the Paralympics. And I just was, just thought she was an incredible person and great personality. And she's overcome so much. I left my meeting with her feeling really good about life. That's, yeah, she's team Toyota athlete. She was taking awesome. over Instagram all weekend. It was amazing. Do you have a shout out, Kyle Busch? Uh, sure. I'll give, uh, I know the guys are watching, so I'll give a shout out to the Kyle Busch Motorsports truck team guys down in Eldora are going to be racing tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch them boys and uh, getting some dirt action going on this weekend. A lot of fun to see. Hopefully they took their allergy medicine so they don't uh, <laughs> venture away from victory lane. They can win this thing and bring home another trophy. And you know what? Because Kyle's here, I'm going to show him. I want to shout out the fans with their creativity. Check out this truck I found online. Uh, if you're a fan of the Lego movie, you can appreciate this. That Whoa. is an old, old, old <laughs> truck with a tilt bed that they have made double-decker couches. Those are the kind of fans we're going to see here in New Hampshire this That's weekend. Incredible. Kyle yeah. Bush was here with us. Thanks They're for being so, here. Like in, intuitive. Like, it's going to be amazing. Photographer, is. thanks for watching Wednesday. I'll see you next week. We're out. You're the man. Hey, it was fun. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch, five bags for just $10 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.